It's the Africa Report with Jean-Jacques Cornish, our Africa correspondent out in Pretoria in the metro of Twani. Good morning, JJ. Hope you're well. Bonjour to you. Well, I'm very well, thank you. Uh, let's start with the African, U- U- uh, African Union Summit taking place today. What's stopping the agenda there? Well, it's in Addis Ababa, you know, the, and, and the actual summit started today. And uh, the heads of state, of, I don't know how many of the 104 countries will be here. But the conflict in Sudan and Libya are clearly, officially, the visa, the uh, Agenda is all about the development of Africa. That's often the case. Themes like that, imaginative and inspirational themes. But at the end of the day, we've got to talk about the real problems. And conflict in Sudan and Libya is one of those. Senegal, the postponement of the elections, which runs against the grain. It's, de- it, it's democratic grain. And there's been a, a break in that one. The Constitutional Council in Senegal has declared that unlawful and said, go ahead with the elections on February the 25th. Now, I don't know whether Macky Sall is going to do that. And if he doesn't, what does that mean? An absolute constitutional crisis. So clearly the heads of state are going to be looking at that carefully. ECOWAS, which is one of the, the, the regional grouping that looks over looks at Senegal, it's having real problems, not only there, but with uh, the turbulence in Mali, in Niger, and Burkina Faso, those three countries that have decided to leave it because it's punished those three countries for mounting coups. And then, of course, we have Rwanda supporting the rebels in the DRC and in Uganda, and uh, the the damage this is doing, and how can they try to bring Rwanda to heel in this regard? And then, Jean-Jacques, France has decided to rescind automatic citizenship for children born on the island of Mayotte. It's a tiny little island just north of the the Mozambican Channel. Yes, indeed. Now, of course, Mayotte voted to remain under France when the rest of the Comores decided to leave. And we know what's happened in the Comores. They've had more coups than any other countries. Uh, but Mayotte has remained, and it became a département of France, which means it's like Paris or Nice or Clermont, any other any other city, and it's treated that way. And it became a full department in 2011. The the, the voting in 1974 was for uh, to stay with France. But uh, what has happened is this is. The situation has become difficult there because a lot of people are moving there, people, certainly people from the Comores, hoping then to get French citizenship. So this is a move made by Emmanuel Macron, and he said this automatic French citizenship has been rescinded. It's, it's created a huge row in, within France. Constitutional change in France is, is being uh, worked on right now, according to Interior Minister Gérard Dermanin. And, uh, but, but the the, the, the left is saying this opens a Pandora's box. The far right is going to be emulate this move on the mainland and get rid of people claiming French citizenship on the mainland who've come from outside. So it's a it's a very very difficult thing, and and it, it, the, the, this is an aftermath of of course French colonialism, which was different to other countries in that they really did try to include their colonies in in the country and managed. I mean, you know, there were the Senegal, they, they had the leaders of Senegal in French parliaments and that sort of thing. So it's it's a, 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 a turn against history, in effect. Yeah, we forget the 
France's uh, still colonial and territorial footprint around the world. In fact, where is France's longest land border? If you know this, this answer, Jean-Jacques. I won't, I no, won't I don't your think time. I do. It's the no, 730 that's... kilometer land border between Brazil and French Guiana in the Caribbean. 730 kilometers go. long. And then finally, let's stay in the region of the Caribbean, but also East Africa, Haiti. They've not given up getting Kenyan police to help beat gangs controlling the capital of that country, Port-au-Prince. Why do they want Kenyan police? Well, when the Kenyans offered this to do this, I mean, it was, they were absolutely overjoyed in Haiti. And, of course, at the United Nations, too, you know, with the peacekeeping fatigue there. Then the Kenyan court, with the Kenyan MPs, some MPs brought this up, and the Kenyan court decided it's all right to send peacekeepers. The army can send peacekeepers, but you can't send uh, police into into areas unless it's a bilateral or, or bi, a bilateral agreement between the two countries and that doesn't exist so what haiti is says they've got to work on getting such an agreement on on legislation drafting it to, to get a memorandum of understanding that kenyan police can operate in haiti and uh, they're hoping to do this because uh, the, the you know and, and then they're, they're having meetings right now in that regard talking about the operations about the logistics about compliance international law compliance with international law surveillance the equipment they're going to need and of course one concern was that Kenya isn't an actually a, a, a sweetheart on human rights. They're pretty tough and they didn't want Kenyan police to be uh, delinquent in this regard. So they uh, want to make sure that there are rules, certain rules that are, that are laid out. But at this point, there's no chance of it happening until, until the, I suppose the courts are going to, if the courts indeed allow it. But the Kenyans were keen to do it. I mean, and certainly they would earn, in terms from, from the United Nations, they would earn some money doing it. Jean-Jacques Cornish, really appreciate your time. As always, back with us next week with the Africa Reports.